Hey guys, and welcome back to the Young and Curious Podcast. Today, we are going to be doing a deep dive into toxic friendships. What does toxic look like? Are we toxic? All that and more on today's episode of Young and Curious. I'm your host, Mo Mustafa, and I'm joined here with a lovely special guest, Ricky Dorsey. Give it up, everybody. Hey, Dalton. I am here today with my bestie, Mount and Hi. his co-host, Renine. I'm going to introduce yeah. her. That's kind of a <laughs> job. But um, here we one. talk about toxic. Like, you know, a bitch had her fair share of both. So. R- me and Ricky have a shared story time we're going to be doing today. But before we get into that, um, obviously, we're here with our co-host, Renine. Renine, how are you? Hey. We know you were under the weather last episode. How are you? feeling yeah i'm actually feeling so much better so a little yeah. so i got that little sick voice but you know we're gonna get through mm-hmm. it. it's okay it's all good it's all right. right so first of all i want to thank both of you ladies for being here today we're so excited to be talking about toxic relationships um first of all i want to thank ricky because first of all me and Renee have been trying to get you back because we know that we filmed an episode with you but that's when <laughs> everything went downhill but we're relaunching okay <laughs> so we're we, we like, abandoned him back here better right right so we're like, want Ricky, 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 Ricky. So first, we're just going to start off by talking about me and Ricky's story time with a mutual friend that we had where things started off badly and they were going smooth for a bit and they just ended horribly. So me and Ricky, we're going to be would talking you, about our shared experience. Would you experience. call it toxic in the beginning? Like he showed signs because low Red key, flags. Red flags. Do you, what were your red flags in this situation? Because I'm thinking right now and I don't even know which ones they were. I think... <laughs> I think that, okay, I don't know if I should start off this strong. I'm about to start off strong. Obviously, we're not going to say his name. Let's call him, let's call him Michael. Let's just call him Michael. Is that good? Everyone's cool? Okay, Michael. So me and Ricky had this mutual friend we met on TikTok. His name is Michael. And it was that one time, this was towards actually like later in our friendship, but it was that one time me and Ricky were watching that movie on Cena with him. And we're just chilling, watching a movie. And there was an Asian woman on the screen. And he just said something very racially inappropriate about this Asian woman. Oh my God. He made certain noises. But don't get it wrong. This was literally a situation that happened like months into the friendship where most people knew they were done with the friendship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The beginning, when I first met um, Michael, it was literally through Mo. I promise mm-hmm. you when I when I met <laughs> them, I did not think like, oh, this was actually going to be like a friendship friendship. I more so thought it was going to just be like, you know, like, you know, you have influencer friends or whatever and you just like yeah. say hi and bye right. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like, when we met, I met Michael, like, he, we were sending voice notes. I remember I was literally in the store, and I just kept playing the voice notes. And this dark, deep-ass voice just comes on the fucking, in the fucking voice <laughs> Yes, notes. his voice is so... And at first, like, you know, first band, you're like, ooh, like, what could this voice be? Like, you know, like, who's behind this voice? Like, who, right. who was the cute person behind this voice? Like, right. you know? And then, like, you, I got to know him. And, like, for a while, like, we were genuinely really close. Like, you know, oh, like, yeah. we're chilling stuff. And then, like, that's why I really say personally for me, like, everybody's experience in the group chat was different. But, like, when I first met him, it was definitely not a negative vibe because I was, yeah. I was like. Yeah. You know, and Ricky's oh, super, Ricky to... is, like, the queen of giving people second chances. And Literally. you know why I say that? Because you were talking about red flags. Tell me that the biggest red flag wasn't lying. Lying was the biggest lying. red flag. Lying. I mean, we can get into separate lies, but let's just talk about it broadly. Lying. Like, many lies. Not about, like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm like, not even, like, big lies that were worth telling. Literally, it was absolutely unbelievable. Ricky, do you want to tell the story about the time that we were on FaceTime and the whole 
jacket incident. Oh, oh my God. Bring that up. So I just want to say first, like these lies were just lies that were just not the lies that you would tell to uplift someone, more so to tear someone down. So yes. it like all started with like this person, like, you know, first showing this is what I say, like red flags, like showing all the designer things that they owned and stuff. And uh. you know, like things of that sort, like, you know, flexing about like views, things like that. Mm-hmm. We in the group, like we can't deny it. Like, let's not try to bring everything on him, but like we definitely openly talked about like our views, like, you know, I like mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, of, even if we were either in our high priority um, or we were struggling, you know, there's yeah. things right. that happen yeah. me where you do struggle as a creator where at a point you have the lowest views. Excuse but we would talk ever. about like, are we in a shadow ban? Or like, we would talk about like, oh my God, my video mm-hmm. didn't well. But he, yeah, he yeah. came to a point where he would be like, like his video would perform really well. Like he would post a TikTok video <laughs> and he would come to FaceTime knowing that his video performed well. It having hundreds of thousands of likes, looking us in the eyes, knowing that we were all struggling, trying to get our videos mm-hmm. popping, trying to get, you know, big on social media. And he would look us in the eyes, knowing that his video had performed well and be like, oh, my video flopped. Ugh, right. it's only at like 400,000 likes. It flopped. Keep in mind, this person had the highest um, followers or like yeah. was up coming so definitely like every video he was getting was like millions of views things like things it was his that. peak it was his peak. it was his peak which is when you're excited for your friend and stuff so i just thought i just dimmed it down personally to like you know him just bragging about like things of that sort i didn't mm. mind but there definitely is a time and a place like you know when everybody's talking about their struggles you don't have to try to make it seem like your million views is a struggle too like you could right. just be supportive and not mm-hmm. really like Right, to slip in your success and other people's like downfall, if that makes sense, makes sense. Yeah. Very a uh, time where he definitely got called out, and he couldn't take the pressure because he literally can't. Like he cannot yeah, no. fix his fucking yeah. problems. So he would like say things about like designer he has, like the fact that his mom has so much money, things of this sort. Like his family is this, family which was weird like, though, because he would say that, and then also on the flip side, he would talk about how he didn't have money or he wasn't well off. He would yeah. he would literally like argue both sides. He'd be like, "Oh, I'm so poor," and then he would be like, "But my mom literally bought me this Louis bag that was seven thousand dollars for my birthday." That's so weird. Definitely, and like you'll literally be like to him. I'm sure Renine told. I mean, Mo told Renine like about these experiences. Yeah. But, like, yes. he would literally, like, randomly say something, and he'll be like, I'm so broke. But then in the same light, we'll be like, oh, I have this $8,000 bag my mom brought me. And I'm just like, literally. can we uh-uh. see it? And it's like, it was the, can we see it? And then it's more so, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like. It was the, can we see it? It was the, can we see it? Can we see it? Like you literally, you literally, he would. This is him. Like he had these specific pants that Louis Vuitton did no, not. No, make, no, no. That Louis Vuitton did not make. Like you know, there's many people who. No, babe. Those sweatpants. I know they stunk, babe, because it was every call we were on. It was like then it was like the telling like me that you know like you're in student debt and stuff, but then at the same time you're flex trying to flex on people because you have a Dior or a Gucci. <laughs> Of school, though, I don't want to cut you off, but like just a preface, just so you guys know the whole lie. He went to an Ivy League. I'm not gonna say what school, but he went to an Ivy League school and he was studying. Actually goes there. Yeah, he he went to an Ivy League school and was studying in the, like the medical field. So like he was, it's not like his tuition was cheap or like his thing was cheap. So him saying that he pulled out student loans is not like oh oh like a regular like school. He's talking about pulling out loans from a private Ivy League school. So you're talking about thousands and thousands of dollars. So. The privilege that you have to be able able to pull that money out just shows that you have the resources to pay it off later or, like, that you plan on being able to pull it out later. Yeah. But continue or with the, the whole jacket that, story. Or the fact that you don't even... You shouldn't have to really take out the amounts of loans he told me he was in. Like, you know, tens of thousands of dollars of loans. It's just oh like, like the fact that 
you are in those debts, but then at the same time, you're you will try to flex on someone or brag on someone or talk shit about someone who doesn't have what you have, but yeah. you're walking around with a ten thousand dollar bag. I don't have any student loans. You get what I'm trying to say here? It's right, just like right. Priorities. Right. And it's like, maybe there's a little lie, which is not wrong. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, student debt is student debt. It's student debt, a $20,000 bag is definitely not worth it when you have nah. loans and school and debt and stuff. But a $500 bag, you can go buy yourself a $500 bag. It's nothing. The thing is, you're like talking 30... about this $500 bag. These are... Let's see it. Let's see it. I want to <laughs> see it. When you're in the same it. outfit every day on the FaceTime call, which, which so was I, but like low-key. Right. No, I but you weren't bragging about your H&M sweater. That's the difference. Right. Like, But so... it was the call that me and Ricky were on. Or I had I was in it. I had added you or like, I don't know, something like that. Mm -hmm. But we all ended up in a call. Right. Mm -hmm. We were on the FaceTime call. Group FaceTime mm -hmm. call. It was just us, even though we had other people in the friend group. And mm -hmm. he was telling us about this like jacket that he bought this leather jacket and he was like i bought this five thousand dollar christian dior leather jacket me and ricky like oh shit okay get your bag whatever period I knew he was fine from the jump ricky knew he, ricky knew right away because ricky ricky's like i guess street smart with that i'm not i mm -hmm. like i really like fell for it i was like oh shit like he has money i guess oh. i don't know it was this was, yeah right this is at the beginning of our friendship ish kind of wouldn't you say mm -hmm. so i was like okay whatever so he was telling us about this and me and ricky were like let's see it. like let's see what it looks like like let's see it it was back to them let's <laughs> see the jacket this man wants to talk about some oh okay he pulled out a leather jacket and we we're like oh that's nice let's see the tag bye his Just face and the, reason, the reason okay low key though like the reason why we even started cutting on him in the first place was because of the fact that he was bragging about this coat <laughs> and like we were like First of all, you went in store, you brought this coat. Like, do they even make leather jackets? Because it was like a brand, like, where it was like, mm -hmm. Christian Dior, yeah, we looked it up. Christian Dior doesn't have any black leather jackets at all. Right. So they don't that's make what them. we were really trying to find. Like, y'all really had the receipt. Yeah. But that shit. Hayden shit. But this was like, and Mo said that it's in the beginning. But for me personally, I feel like this was definitely like in the middle towards end of our friendship because yeah. Yeah. Mo, like, literally, this person would talk about having so many of these things and I'll be so confused because I'm just like where are they like I like pants that he wears like where he had a black you? and a white pair and mm -hmm. like their their designer allegedly and like yeah you'll, you'll literally be like okay um say something about the pants like something and he'll be like oh these are a thousand dollars a piece my mom brought them for me and I'm just like oh, okay and he's like I can show you like this is a personal FaceTime between me and him and he's like oh I can show you the receipt or whatever and I was like um, Michael, you don't have to do that. Like, right. I, have, I don't care. Like, you when don't he bought that bucket hat, when he the thing is, when he he bought this like Louis Vuitton bucket hat, right? Which is whatever. Like, he got it from oh, Amazon. No, but it was sent to him by a company. Gag. Oh, that's well, that's <laughs> what he said. I can't even keep up with the lies at this point. But it, that wasn't what upset me. Okay, whatever. Lie about it being Louis Vuitton. Great, that's amazing. Lie about it being sent to you by a company. I don't really care. The thing that pissed me off is he had seen another creator wearing it like a week later, like that same bucket For hat. Same he promotion. sends us, yeah, and he sends us all the video and goes, "This person's copying me, y'all. Like they're literally stealing our style. Like they literally." Ew. Really. The hat was so ugly, man. Ad. It was, it was a so fur blue <laughs> hat. It was fucking ugly, and it was for a promo. What? Which is why I was under not understanding why he was wearing it to death. Because I just was like, <laughs> it's so ugly. And like this person would like brag about being with like other creators and like high people around him allegedly hanging around with like uh, rising. Oh, and, like, the Nikita Dragon story. Oh, about this one. At the NBA, and it's just like, girl, like, did you really like? He even lied to like people. People who weren't even in the ambulance. And it's not even Wait, like it's a good influencer to be 
around. All hitting you. Oh my god. Listen, this is all hitting me at once because I literally have not talked about this like since last time me and Ricky were like discussing it. Because we like mm -hmm. after it like kind of happened, me and Ricky like had one FaceTime call yeah, a week yeah. later, just like we yeah. dumped all the shit and we like done. Like we really don't ever bring him up ever. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's all hitting me, but this man literally created this whole story. I'm telling y'all, rising action, climax, character development, falling oh resolution. He created this whole story on FaceTime, trying to convince us that he went to this party where he got wasted, met Nikita Dragon. No. Mind you, he would send us the videos on Snapchat, and then he would delete them because he thought that we couldn't be trusted. He would tell us that. I remember what killed me was the fact that, like, he could have screen recorded those video off videos off of anyone's phone because Anyone. he was never in the video next to Nikita Dragon. Like, never. it was more so like you get a glimpse of like Nikita Dragon, a glimpse of people who are were around, but not him and Nikita in the same room. And then the on top of that, you're time. telling me he was telling us about oh he was right next to her the whole time. She wanted him to stay with him. She wanted her him to like be right next to her the whole time, but you don't have a picture with her. And then on top of that, he's like, "Muslim, I got so wasted." She made him sign an NDA. That's suspicious. That's not what and an NDA is time, for. The first time we <laughs> ever heard about the NDA was when he was telling a mutual friend, well, a friend of mine, um, the story along. With like a, a whole was bunch it? of other creators, like Who this, was it? Um, Keys, Kaya came in. Remember when we were all in the oh, when, when 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 Kaya and turned off her them. camera and started laughing, and Keys could Bitch. not keep it. And I literally was texting Keys like, <laughs> it was a, it was a, okay, okay. So he had already told us a story, but he was we got into a Facetime call with two other of our friends at the time, and he started adding details that he didn't even tell us. Like he was like spiraling this like, like lie out of control, and our friend had put us into a group chat and starts texting us while we're on Facetime. We all muted each other because we could not stop laughing because we could literally tell it was a lie like mm -hmm. we're literally laughing literally. on facetime watching us think and our friends literally texting us like this motherfucker lying it's his lying. ass <laughs> off like, everybody knew he was lying and he didn't understand that like we were laughing at him and not with him and like this oh, is the point you would probably think like oh y'all are so fake like why didn't y'all tell him like stop doing that but like we're tired of explaining the fact that every time we are in a group chat or in a FaceTime call, just because these people do not have more followers than you, don't have more quote clout than you, don't have right. more like quote quote money than you, it's very embarrassing. Like it's embarrassing. Like please, it's very embarrassing. <laughs> it wasn't even that. It was like to the point where like he would be telling us these lies, and he would start adding details that were literally like truly like unbelievable, like lies that tell us as logical that... liar. No, yeah, but like he would try to tell us. This is what he said. He said he got out of the club with Nikita Dragon who was so wasted somebody called an ambulance and he was begging the ambulance not to call his parents and the only way he convinced the ambulance not to call his parents was because he says that he's a social media influencer and he doesn't want the news to get out so that he doesn't where does ruined. he come and up the with these people, the ambulance people only understood because he was an influencer and everybody was like yeah so they pulled out their phone and started showing them like he has what a million followers fuck? and he's just million this and million that and then he calls me which again like me and the me and Michael had very much personal FaceTime calls outside of the group friendship right, or whatever, right. if that mm -hmm. makes sense. It was more so, like, this person, which is why you know he's very toxic, would, like, person would literally make, like, sexual advances, like, you know, relationship advances, which I personally took as a joke because, number one, he wasn't my type, you know. I'm like, <laughs> At I'm black. All. I like, I'm black. I'm like, I'm black. Standards. Black. Um, I definitely had standards, and this person was just not my type. It was definitely giving, you know. Uh, Felt like Ricky was babysitting but... him. That's like the the one I'm trying to tell you. Like that's the energy I'm trying to give you. Like he would say something, and obviously he felt like him flirting with like Ricky or something would be like, oh look, I'm gonna like flirt with her, make her like. Wasn't he grown? Yeah, nineteen, nineteen, almost twenty now. Yeah. So 20. Ricky was like seventeen. That's at embarrassing. This time. 
Ricky was like honestly, it wasn't even about the age though. So I don't want to make it seem like oh he was giving. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was definitely not about the age. It was just about the fact that he wasn't my type. Definitely, um, like the whole situation, like when he was doing this, I was just taking him more so as a joke because you know a bitch has her fair share of relationships and toxic relationships and things of that sort, Mm -hmm. which is why it really very much irritated me when he like went around like telling the group chat certain things like you know you know when it came to mo and like our friendship very much affected me because it was like out of everyone in the group i feel like besides mo me and him were the closest out of everyone so it was very annoying how like he starts acting funny when I was having my upcoming, you know, time because he wasn't anymore. Yeah, she was blowing up. The girls on the rise. Or when you were, or when Hannah was, or when Ian was. Like, it was very much, like, you know, annoying. And to keep in mind, we all had a group page. I forgot about that. (laughs) Wait, hold on. Speaking about what you said, because Ricky made a really, really good point earlier. She said he lied to bring others down. Mind you, me and Ricky were the closest out of everybody in the group. So Mm -hmm. he knew that I was closest to Ricky, and he knew that I was trying to distance myself from him. So he created this lie and said that Ricky had gone on TikTok live as if we don't follow each other, as if our followers don't know that we are in a group account together. Had gone on TikTok live, sat there for an hour bashing me bashing him the audacity this man had what and the, the way on tiktok not, live the way michael does not understand that i have personal friends outside of this friendship is which what was really killing me because i told him this stuff so it's oh, like yeah. why would you feel the need to tell mo that i was talking about him on live when i was talking about a whole nother person a whole nother friendship a whole nother thing that i've never met mo a day in my life so if i'm saying physically that the me and these people have almost has been in an altercation before how would me and mo have been in an altercation if i've never met him before and i feel like yeah, i don't I care if know. michael was in the live because there was nothing to hide but if you were in the live you would have known it. not exactly who i was talking about but, but that doesn't make sense though because mo. i what was it clicking to me was the fact that we me and ricky have mutual followers so my followers were on that live if ricky was talking about me uh, first of all that's how i also know that he didn't know ricky as a person because never in my two years of knowing ricky as a friend has she ever ever, ever been ever. the type of person to show a personality where she would go on on tiktok live and then on top of all of that during that like week where like he was trying to spin this this whole lie ricky was like you know just she was making more friends on tiktok and trying to like literally she was just like going through it going through it like mentally but she was also like she had made other tiktok friends which is like normal and he treated Mm -hmm. her making other friends and her like trying to like make new friends as literally a threat a threat to their friendships and it was not a threat in the first place because this, like, it was just the simple fact that, like, you feel like I can't have any outside friends, but then I prom- I encourage you to have outside friends. I encourage you to go out to these clubs, even though, not encouraged, I told you not to go out to these clubs during COVID because it was literally the mid, the beginning of a pandemic. Like, do not yeah. go to these clubs. Like, do That's not. That's how you know he's a bad person. You're lying about your family being sick. Like, you're lying about the fact that your dad is having a heart attack. So your mom is going. Oh, my to God. Yes. Death. He lied about his dad. Yes. Why are you putting them at risk when you're going out in the middle of a pandemic? But I still encourage you to to make other friends. Like, you didn't have to go. Mind you, this person lived in, like, COVID central. Like, COVID central. Yeah, like, literally where COVID was worse. But, oh, my God, Ricky. I totally forgot. He literally said 
like we were we would we were calling him into the group chat he wasn't answering and it was annoying because we would do movie nights and we would like literally wait for him we would say are you do you want to join tonight or not because if you're not going to join tonight or we'll just he go to sleep. would be the one who would suggest it he yeah would be the one to suggest so it. he would plan he would be like okay let's do a movie night tonight we're like are you sure you're going to be there because if you're not we're just going to go to sleep and he's like yeah, yeah i'll be there for sure we'll literally spend like an hour two hours waiting for him to join he'll never join so this night we were fed up because he had done this multiple times literally left us waiting on google meets so that we could watch a movie and we're like whatever and we, we were ringing him and he was like i'm sorry my dad just had a heart attack and then he started yelling at me and was like literally yelling at ricky because i had said like i literally was just like are you lying because i just wanted to know like honestly it was to the point where it was like this person is making it seem like we're so close like you're spiraling these lies out of control to the point where you can't even maintain them you said your dad had a heart attack you're worried about your dad's health and then literally a few days later you're telling us about this story where like you went to a club during the middle of the COVID lockdown with Nikita Dragon, not and you're not social distancing, not adding up. And the videos you're no. sending us are very elusive. Not so I'm just up. confused. If you care about your dad's health, you're, oh, then, no, no. And then and on the FaceTime, he brought it up to us. He was like, guys, should I go to the party even though it's COVID? Like, I know it's COVID, but I'll, I'm going to stay safe and I'm going to work. Really? No. Like, and I literally was like to him, at the end of the day, like, if you go to this party, just understand, like, this is, I get, it's a neat, like, when you're influencing, you know, your main thing is going to events. You're not getting paid for this event. You're going out. But let's say you're going out to meet people and make other business moves. Understandable. But at the end of the day, make right. this one of your last times doing it because you're doing it way too often when we're in the midst of a fucking pandemic. Like, right. and you yeah. know, because you keep mentioning the fact that, like, am I a rebel? Like, because I'm going out in the middle of a panty? Like, yeah. you're a bitch. <laughs> so you're a bitch. You're literally a bitch. Literally. Like, literally. Like, girl. Okay, you want to lie about, like, whatever? Because at first I started with little lies and that was my red flag because I, like, would mm -hmm. catch these little lies and I would literally tell Ricky, like, that's weird that he said that. I'm not really feeling it. And then it started to get bigger and he started to get more comfortable and more bold and he started lying and lying to the point where he would literally lie about the fact his dad having a heart attack, Ricky going on live, him literally buying a $5,000. Like, the <laughs> lies are getting so bold to the point where, like, a stranger could point them out. And that's exactly what happened. We were on FaceTime call with two of our friends, random friends that we had added to, to him bullshitting about his Nikita no. Dragon story. He was close with one of our friends, Ayan, and she had trusted him with, like, a really personal information about what she was going through with TikTok and everything. And he literally puts us all into a group call, starts ringing us, like, 20 times at, like, I think it was, like, around 6 p.m., so we're all busy. He's ringing us, ringing us, ringing us, ringing us. And when we all join, mind you, he didn't ring Ayan in. So mm -hmm. he rings us, me, Ricky, and Hannah. We're all like, what, what, what? And he's like, you guys would not believe what happened with Ayan. Ayan just this, 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 this. And she's, he's just feeling all the business that she begged him not to tell other not people. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Not to tell anyone. And when he spilled when he spilled all of that tea, right, he didn't say not to tell Ayan. So, like, literally, he right. told it as if Ayan made her made it where she wanted us to know. And right. then we all were like, let's call Ayan to make sure she's okay. He goes, no, yeah. we have to tell you guys. She doesn't want yeah. to tell what yeah, the yeah, yeah. fuck? But it was too late because me and Hannah were like, fuck that. Like, what? Like, you just told us that our friend is literally in trouble to the point where, like, her life could have been at risk type of trouble. So right. we're like, shit. So we text her. We're like, Ayanna, are you okay? She's like, what are you talking about? And we're like, well, Michael just told us A, B, C, and D about, like, what happened. And she was like, oh, she wasn't supposed to tell you guys about that. I didn't, right. I didn't like, I was going to tell you guys eventually, oh but God. I didn't know what you guys knowing right now. Mm -hmm. And we were like, oh, we're, we're so sorry. He goes to her a week or two later when she calls and he was like oh no it wasn't me hannah's the one who told everyone yeah she ah. rung everyone into the call and hannah literally spilled all your business and i was telling her to stop like i told and her the way to hannah anything. never really even answered the facetime calls is what really had yeah. me gagging because that was hannah the worst never, person hannah to scapegoat even was in facetime calls because you know she used to answer and be like my mom is 
in the kitchen. I'll call you later. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be like, my mom is in the kitchen. I'll call you later, ain't it? Like, like, literally just hang up. You know, sometimes you share information with your friends that are like, right, let me tell this person, like, fuck it. Like, let me just let them know. But, like, it wasn't your place. But let's say you did do it. Own your shit and be like, I genuinely, I'm not going to lie. I was not your closest friend. Like, I felt like Mo. Like, even if he would have said, even if he was lying and said this, to be honest, yeah. it would have been, been him be like, Hannah did it. Like, no, right. she did it. But, like. Mind you, this is a grown man. Recap. Yeah. He's 20 years old right now. Even if he was lying. Let's put that out there. Right. I'm not saying right. this was his intention. Was he, All he had to say was just like, mind you, at this time, I was not talking to Michael anymore because Michael already had lied on me. I already had addressed him about it. And he had, like, said, um, like, you know, like, honestly, whatever you want to hear, I'm sorry. That's what he was saying, and he was right. just like, "Oh, I'm sorry." Like you know, I left right. it at that. Yeah. I was just like, "Don't talk about me anymore. Don't talk to me anymore." I had a private conversation with um, Michael, and I was just like, "I feel like you're just not." This, this is where you left, right? Mm-hmm. This is when I left, this and I was just like, group, "I had left the group um, page, and I was just like, it's time for me to just." go on my own separate ways and right. it was nothing i literally mm-hmm. was still talking to you guys i was still trying to join as she many was. movies as i could and yes. i was just like don't talk to me or about me anymore and like yeah, yeah. that 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 was the last time i ever the day she me. left the day ricky left that call and i can attest yeah. to this he had her name in his mouth every single day Every day in the calls, Ricky's hanging out with her new friends. She hates us. She's talking about us. She's lying to us. She has, and every single day he would literally face me, be like, I don't think Ricky wants to be Ricky. I'm not joking. And I already told about Ricky about this, but he Mm -hmm. would literally call me every day and he would be like, I don't think Ricky wants to be friends with you. Honestly, you should just let it go. You should just unfollow her. He would literally tell me these things. Mm-hmm. What? And okay, like let's because this is a podcast, we're keeping it real. Sorry, when Mo first told me about what Michael was doing, I had definitely was making other friends on social media. Like there was I wasn't hiding it, I wasn't trying right. to join another I wouldn't group. even say they were new friends. I thought right. I, I would just they, say you were getting closer were, to getting your closer mutuals. Because you know, I purposely like, you know, didn't really get close to anyone. This was actually the first friend group I ever made since I was on TikTok. And gotcha. like, you know, I was like, okay, it's time to venture out. Like I can't keep being a scared little yeah. bit. And um <laughs> Michael, when I found out that he was saying all this stuff, I was very surprised. But I couldn't help but think like, especially after having a conversation with Michael, you know, Michael tried to play this genuine person with me. I feel like I definitely give everyone's space to be really as real as possible michael could have told me like ricky i'm not gonna lie i lied about everything like, i lied about the leather jacket i lied about this right. i lied about that and i still would have forgave him because at least you own your shit but right. what killed mm-hmm. me was the fact that like michael never owned it and he made it Ever. seem like it wasn't just him talking about me like it was like everyone right even when he did apologize it was never sincere it would be like, okay never. i'm sorry like whatever it was, it was like never whatever sincere. you want to hear like yeah, yeah literally. Like, and, literally and then when we did confront him about it, like i would texted him and i was like this is your opportunity like i just want you to apologize that's it and we can put this behind us he's like i don't know what you're talking about like you're literally lying and that same day um this is how we found out that he was lying i get on the phone call with ayan and um i'm on the laptop with her and she's like you want me to call daniel right now she was like do you want me to call michael right now and figure this out i'm like yeah sure so she calls him on her phone i'm not in the call i'm on the laptop he doesn't know that i can hear everything that they're talking about yeah mm-hmm. and i'm like again if he says everything that i'm telling you he's gonna say then no he's lying she was like no he's not like he's gonna own up to it like this there's no way i'm like call him and figure right. it out so she calls michael i'm on the laptop he doesn't know i'm on facetime she's on the phone and she's talking to him Every single thing he said is everything I literally bulleted, pointed to her that he was going to lie about. And she looked at me on the FaceTime. Her jaw's on the ground. She's like, there's no way. She's in disbelief that this grown man is literally, literally lying to her face. She's literally lying about everything. Every little small detail. It was almost too perfect. It was literally almost too perfect. And I looked at her and I was like, 
told you. So she's like, okay, okay, I'll talk to you later, Michael. Ends the call. That day, we all add him to a group chat, or I think I added all of you guys to a group chat. Texted him. We're out. We unfollowed out. him, called it a day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He unfollowed us so quick, but he couldn't, so like, quick. go up, like, these other toxic relationships we have with other people. Or, like, wow. he just, you know, it was just a whole lot of mess, a whole lot of tea, <laughs> and it was just a horror story. That's yeah. a whole other level of toxic, pathological liar. Right. Like, damn, mm-hmm. that is crazy. Yeah. I was, like, interested in the whole story. Like, I didn't know, like, I was, like, zoned out, like, listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I know. But I think, like, here's the thing. When it came to, to Michael, it was, like, everything he did was contradicting his own lives mm-hmm. and his, like, his own personality that he, yeah. like, displayed to us as a person. And I would literally catch him cracking out of character like snapping out of character different mm-hmm. times on call like we would be sitting on call and he would have been like oh yeah I, um i'm about to go to dinner and he would call us 20 minutes later like after he had proposedly went to dinner because he wanted to get off the call and he was like mm-hmm. oh i just finished writing this long ass essay i'm like i thought you just said you went to dinner he was like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I i was writing so the essay at always dinner. contradicting himself always contradicting himself he's just he not a good liar like not a good gonna, liar if you're gonna lie stick to your lies and literally. learn how to lie so he would literally contradict himself in the, in the most essential way like i would literally be like didn't you just say you're gonna be at dinner he's like oh yeah i was writing my essay at dinner i was like you're uh, writing your essay at dinner okay I'm and like <laughs> like i'm sick of it like <laughs> I'm, sick. I'm so sick of it and the thing with him is everyone well i want to say everyone i feel like ayan specifically like she was really close to him like yeah. even after ricky had like kind of like slowly started to like distance herself because she just wanted to focus on her mental health ayan was always really really close with michael and so that's why it was it took us the longest to could like show ayan that he was lying that's why i ended up with the call because ayan was like not buying it she was like no no guys you have to give him like benefit of the doubt like maybe like mm-hmm. you guys are just getting this all wrong I'm like, this man is a pathological liar. I'm telling you, he literally fabricated this whole story of him going to a party with fucking Nikita Dragon, Dragon and convincing the ambulance that he can't call his parents while he's drunk in the middle of the streets behind this club. I'm so Maybe- sorry. Like, I was just like, you have to so sign tired. an NDA. He, he literally said he had to sign an NDA with Nikita Dragon. First of all, that's not what an NDA is for. Well, and I was like, and I was like, so she just had an NDA in her purse at the club that she pulled out for you to sign? Like, how does that work? I don't oh, think yeah. you're that important to Nikita Dragon that she can make like, you sign an NDA. And even if, it, if she was, Nikita Dragon is not a good influence to have in your life. Exactly. Why are you bragging about being around her? Literally, like some racist. Hello? But maybe you guys are the same because both of you guys don't care about COVID and are going out to clubs in the middle of a pandemic. Exactly. While, uh, supposedly, your dad had a heart attack. On top of that, we're sitting on calls and we're watching movies and the second an Asian actor comes on the screen, you want to say a racial slur and mimic how they speak. I'm so tired. Like, isn't he like... Isn't he's, he's Latino. He's, he's Latino. He's a yeah, person of color. He's person of color and he's over here fucking being racist. Being racist piece of which shit. is like so sad because it's like out of everybody, you should know what it feels like to be oppressed and to say and be racist and show your true colors but you know what the the more lies he told the more we saw who he really was yeah it's kind of like that saying that's like you know fame doesn't change you it just shows who you really were the lies don't change how we see you it just shows us who you really are like that's all it does so you can sit here you can lie about oh i have five thousand dollar christian dr jacket that he's a grown man over here lying also why did he feel the need to like lie to us to like build himself up and we, we we don't know we still we still talk about this like till this day we'll be like we'll sit in like you know on separate mm-hmm. calls and we'll be like why did he feel the need to lie to us about having christian dior like did we give that like you know tone out to where like to be friends with us you need to like build yourself up like yeah that's the thing 
like we never bragged about having designer we never bragged about having money we in fact we would like make jokes about how like poor we were because this is like during our like beginning of our social media mm -hmm. journey together and like he would literally i'm like why did he feel the need to lie to us about having designer like we didn't care about that stuff and clearly that just shows us who he really was he was a person who generally cared about those things yeah you know it's disgusting it, it like hearing this and hearing the kind of things he lied about it's mm -hmm. disgusting it's literally yeah. that's it. it's disgusting and it's like what kind of right. person lies about that like right i'm tired i i had this talk with him um <laughs> the way I, I had this talk with him and um at the end of our like friendship like this was literally like days before actually at my, my it was the day of my sister's engagement and i, I got on facetime call with him because he was like please 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 call me i was like yeah. okay and he was freaking out because it was the day that um ricky had texted him i guess like that it was like the like she was just like you know gonna like leave the group or she had texted us she was leaving the group or whatever and he was like please call me please call me i want to talk to you and i was like i'm at my sister engagement he's like okay okay quick 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 so i called him and we ended up being on the phone for like 30 40 minutes and he's telling me he was like ricky's hanging out with other friends they're being a bad influence to her like they're literally telling like she doesn't care about us anymore like she literally told us that she like didn't want to watch this movie but she's watching a movie with them or whatever and i'm like you're so obsessed with like tracing down the why ricky had like left the call because you can't just admit the fact that this woman just wanted to leave to focus on her mental health we were i'm telling you like ranim when i tell you the whole group understood ricky leaving and we were like yeah okay, she clearly just needs like a break like she just needs a second and we're okay with that like we didn't even have the anticipation that she was going to come back michael was holding on to the fact that she had left and started spiraling out of control with lies like he would call me and be like ricky does not want to be friends with you she, you should unfollow her. She's talking shit about you on live. Ricky is not calling you. She's not answering you. And first of all, which is a lie because Ricky was calling me. But again, she was. Yeah. She went through this whole week where she was literally focusing on her mental health. And through that whole week, instead of being a friend, instead of talking to me, he literally just started throwing out of lies and manipulating me when I was most vulnerable. So I was sitting there and I obviously never believed what he said was about Ricky. But mm -hmm. the second that he told me the whole thing about Ricky going on Instagram li or TikTok live and talking shit about me, that's when I knew he was lying. Like, listen, literally, I'm not even joking. While he was saying that to me, she was, yeah, she right here, she know. While he was telling me that, Ricky, he was literally looking at us on FaceTime. The second he said those words, she's talking about you on TikTok live, I knew I knew right there, I was like, you're lying. And I, I I played it. And I called Ricky that night. It was the first time I had called Ricky in two weeks. Mm -hmm. I called Ricky for the first time because she was focusing on mental health. She wasn't really going on her phone. I called her and I looked at her. I said, Ricky, Daniel just told me that you were talking shit about me on TikTok Live. And she looked at me. She like, mm -hmm. I was like, really? He said that? And then I pressed him. This is when I texted him and I was just like, I called him. I was just like, don't talk about me. Don't discuss me. Please just don't say anything about me anymore because you lie for no reason you lie unprovoked unprovoked, unprovoked. Mm -hmm. you said like oh yeah ricky was on live talking about someone but i don't know who it was about that would have been even though it was not worth mentioning because i wasn't talking about any of you right why couldn't you have just why did you have to say i was talking about mo why did you because right. he and knew that he i was the most vulnerable because he knew that i was the closest to ricky he knew that i was the most hurt what's, with her leaving the group what's yeah. his whole obsession with like who Ricky's friends with? Like he just, I feel like he has this big. Oh, I don't know. It was really that. weird. Like who definitely... you're friends with, what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Like it was all just an obsession she... around Ricky. I don't know if I told you this, Ricky, but he, we would literally be sitting on a call, me, him, and Ian, and he would literally mm -hmm. pull up your TikTok and he'd be like, or he would pull up your like Instagram and he'd be like, she's literally, she like, she's literally like editing posting. a video, like she's on her phone or she's literally posting, like she's literally active Post and she's ignoring us. Like I'm girl. like, he was if... obsessed. Obsessed. He would literally send us screenshots of her like close friends only or. 
like screenshots of her story and be and like, you guys are in it. You guys are in my close friends. <laughs> no, like, I don't. If, if anything, I'm gonna make one last point about who he was as a character, and then you guys can give your final summaries about what you think about him. But there was this time where, yeah, like I said, we had a group account, right? We we're called. Should we say the name of the group account? I mean, why not? Sad immigrants. We were called the Sad Immigrants, and it was just five of us, and um, we were like, we posted a bunch on there. We had a few videos blow up, so we had a little mm-hmm. money in our creator fund, and it was like what seventy bucks, right? So we were right. like, whatever, let's just like donate this, and mm-hmm. so. Mind you, it this was, man had oh, only posted one time on the group account, and it got taken down. And he, we personally, I personally feel like he took it down because one of the videos were us like funding, making fun of fun of him, right? And he's like, "You went a little bit too far with this one." So I'm like, "Okay, like you know, if you want to take it down, go ahead." And he's like, "I'm not gonna get it taken down." But then the video gets reported. It gets Literally reported. And then we are, me and him were talking in a private conversation. You know, I was like, oh yeah, the video got taken down. Like, you know, if you took it down or if you reported it, just say that. He's like, ah, no, I never took it down. But guess what? Someone DM me and told me, one of my one of my fans DM me and told me about how the fact that that video rubbed them the wrong way. So then they reported the video multiple, multiple, multiple times. And I was like, <laughs> oh, can I see the DM? Because I didn't want to see the DM. Like, it's back to the let's, let's see, see it. Can I see it? He's like, goes back to a whole other conversation. He's just like, you're so pathetic. Oh, he would literally like, like, do it. And anyway, so like, we we had like, what? Like 70 bucks in there or whatever. And I was like, let's just donate to charity. Mind you, this man had only posted one time. And I gave up my rights to what happened. Sorry, I just want to mention this. I left the group chat before this happened. So um, I gave up, not gave up because it was like, literally everybody had their fair share except Michael in this account yeah. where the money went to them. So I def personally, I said, you guys know what yeah. I trust you guys to put. This yeah. We texted you about right it and you were like, yeah, I'm cool with right. it. You, I, you put the money to the right cause. Right. I forfeited my um share, my share. It wasn't right, much right. of the money. Yeah. I definitely let them do what they want to do. Right. So, yeah. Mind you, we, we, we on the creator fund, you can track down how much money each video brought us. And we looked at the video that he had taken down and before it got taken down, it literally made like, 0.02 cents not joking that's like right. much money mm-hmm. so we're like okay so we like we're calculating how much money everyone would get just like for the shit of it and everyone would get like 15 bucks and then plus that we would have to like wire the money to like hannah and um Ayan, who are in uk so it would cost money for international and transaction fees so we were like we literally like might as well just donate right. the 70 bucks like it just was really, not worth it it's not yeah, worth it because everyone would end up getting 15 dollars like who's really out here crying for 15 dollars so right. whatever we we're like okay let's just donate it and we we're like what what charity do you guys want to do and i was like let's do um save yemen to like, donate to families in yeah. yemen we can provide for a family like in the winter a family of two in the winter so whatever mm-hmm. we're talking he literally texted he was like no i want my fair share like i want my fair share of the money like it's literally my account i literally am in there you guys are always talking and about this me is our second videos. time donating too so like yeah the first yeah, time yeah. he did it the first time he did it over like ten dollars like yeah. ten like yes. what was it, like seven dollars he did seven dollars seven dollars and like, he literally would he did not want to give to charity over seven dollars mind you it's not like he even had a right to it had he like had rights to the videos we would be like okay like it's not like it's understandable because it's still but like, doesn't right. he have money to buy Dior and like Louis? Hello, he's over here crying oh, about like full circle. Right. About seven dollars. Seven dollars. He can give it to a family in need. Right. Yeah, and I'm the family done. in one of the biggest humanitarian crises. And we're all sitting there and we're like looking at him and we're like all chuckling to like try to see if he's joking. Like, uh-huh. right. and Hannah. This is when Hannah went off on him on Facetime, or like not went off, but like you know got a little angry uh-huh. with him. She was yeah. like, "Are you serious? Like, what the fuck?" And Ayan was like. Um, what's it called? Michael, tell me you're joking. Like, tell me you're joking, mate. In it, yeah, 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 moment, yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah, lost all composure. And he was just like, like he can tell that we were getting upset. He was like, yeah, I guess whatever. Just take my money. 
But like he was literally like texting us for a day, talking about something. No, I want my fair share. I want my fair share. We we're like, that's weird. dollars Your fair share is 0.02 cents. Like, so we all were just like, like good night. We donated the money. Girl, and it a then day. the reason, only reason why he was even had that much fair share was because I literally was not a part of the getting money transferred to me anymore. So I was like, it's fine. Like, do whatever the fuck you want to. So when Mo brought, I honestly forgot that we were even in this creator fund. Yeah, so when too. Mo finally told me about what was happening, I was like, oh, really? Yeah, definitely do what the fuck you want with the money because I don't even care. So when he told right. me, it's how. Michael was acting. I was like, "Wow, okay, yeah, you're ridiculous." Yeah, like, and the the thing that really pissed me off is he was the type of person who would be like, "Guys, make sure you're posting on the group account. Make sure you're posting. Make sure you're active." And he would talk to our friends like, "Make sure you're active." And then he would never post. And I saw that behavior manifest with our friend Hannah. And I I talked mm -hmm. to my friend Hannah last time we make a podcast episode of this, so I have her consent to talk about this. Mm -hmm. But basically, what had happened was he, Hannah was like not really posting on social media because she was like, um, it was her last year, and in, in the UK, the last year of high school is a really big deal because it determines your grades for uni so mm -hmm. she was like you know studying for uni and <laughs> you and ask uh, like ricky she was always like studying yep, and like whatever always. so never she in was the calls and ever. he never said anything about her never, never. but ever. when i took a break for myself it was like oh you're such a bad Bro, he was obsessed yeah. with you literally literally. Like, literally but anyway so he saw that hannah was taking a break and obviously her videos were not performing well because she wasn't putting any effort into it she hannah wasn't really the type of person who even cared about social media so mm -hmm. finally she gets winter break and it's, it's like around christmas around the time that ricky had left and she's starting to like focus back into getting into like social media she's posting she's wanting it to do well because she wants to make you know like her little side of money and also just wants to like do well on social media so she puts out all these videos videos and they just like weren't performing well obviously because she had been gone for so long her account wasn't as active um and he literally posts us onto the snapchat um audio thing and he's just like oh my god hannah your account's flopping like your videos are literally flopping you're getting no views your account's dying like you are literally going to be a flop you're so irrelevant like you have to keep <laughs> posting like your account is so and hannah just sits there and she was like okay and she laughed she literally just left the call and she had gotten really upset about that because obviously she had been working really hard so who yeah. the fuck are you to tell her to like work hard like you know what i mean like just plain disrespectful he's an very asshole literally asshole. Literally. Anyways, that wraps up basically what we think. Do you guys have any final comments about who he was? Just really quickly before we um get into the next point. Shit of a person. You know what we call that? Piece of shit is bala. Piece of shit is bala. And Arabic is bala means trash, by the way. So piece of shit bala. is bala. Yeah. 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 But he was very toxic. And I think that yeah. for my advice, and I think Ricky agrees with this, our advice would be literally point out every red flag at the beginning of a friendship. You mm -hmm. see a red flag, don't just you know watch it wave and go the other way no 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 no. look at the person waving it and say what the fuck like let's talk about it like you know don't let Period. it happen again and if it does that's how you know that person is toxic and you move on you know what i mean mm -hmm. so yeah do you guys have any advice for people who are currently in a toxic friendship and then how would you identify a friend for being toxic i'll let Raneem go first and then Rick. honestly if your friend is being toxic one be, be straightforward with them tell them like what they're doing and if they don't change leave them i i would personally drop that person I'd, and do what's best for you because at the end of the right. day if you are draining yourself to be friends with someone it's not worth it what's a few ways that you see like you can identify a toxic friend like you can like see a toxic friend like the red flags and everything that if like what they're doing is hurting you you know what i mean like it's right. draining you so like yeah. with with michael it was literally draining you guys because all the yeah. lies it was making him less trustworthy and you guys felt yeah. like you couldn't even trust your friend that's that per that person for me that's like that's i think that's big. like so well said because it was really draining for us like Definitely. really yeah 
and it's how right, through that that sounds really draining like how and if someone like is causing conflict in your life so much to the point where it's like conflict 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 like every five seconds there's something with this person this person cannot come to you about anything positive and if it is positive it's only about their self they don't worry about your mental health they don't care about your well-being this person right. is toxic they do not care like they don't care yeah. like literally if the only time you're able to talk about your success is when they brought up theirs first right that's a red flag do you think you're good at it though ricky like good at spotting hell yes i've had my fair share period i always say when you have your red flags about people who you will not like or you think you will not like pay attention even if you give them a chance you will see exactly what you thought you wouldn't like about them in the friendship and that's when you correct them on it or you cut them the fuck off she was the first person to leave y'all like she was the first first person person. i'm telling y'all she had an eye for it from a mile away like Like, she saw that shit okay you're so annoying like i'm telling my (laughs) friends who i've been friends with for 10 plus years about you like this person is annoying like he's so fucking irritating like he irritates my soul like it was it was more so less friendship more so like is this are you trying to pursue me right now like what are you trying to do like the yeah way, i feel like a jealous mm-hmm. ex like he yes. acts like a jealous ex, a jealous ex mm-hmm. like i was never anything with this man relation wise like never no. so it was just like you just lie about certain things and i feel like i'm definitely an open person i feel like you can be honest with me and i will not judge you i don't care so i right. pointed out exactly where i knew i wouldn't like him and that's exactly what ended the friendship in the first place yeah i agree <laughs> i literally cannot like honestly and that was really weird like the whole like flirtatious thing that he would do made us all uncomfortable mm-hmm. ricky i have to ask you what are your biggest pet peeves with friends my biggest pet peeves with friends are friends who only talk to you when they either need something or when they need to rant or something and they can net you can never call them and talk about your success or you can never feel comfortable doing that because every time you do it's like okay like you know michael another pet peeve <laughs> another pet peeve is like you feel like everything you put into the friendship you will never get it back if mm-hmm. you're putting so much in a friendship and you feel like you'll never like I at some point it's not just about like oh yeah you give your friend with a gift or the fact that like mm-hmm. you know you might purchase mm-hmm. a vacation or something for your friend to go on with you and stuff or pay for like you know certain things it's about the fact that if you feel like it will never happen back to you and they would never put their line on the their self on the line to do that for you that is when one of my biggest pet peeves because then i feel used and abused the bitch dragged through the mud yeah. so drained like as the name said mm-hmm. but honestly yeah. like, here's my thing and i and i can attest to this because with my two friends of and i'll use you ricky as an example my two mm-hmm. friends my two years of being friends with ricky if i called ricky and i was like girl you not believe what happened she's that person who she can sit down and listen if i ever called michael and was like you would not believe what happened. Like, I'm really, like, going through this. Somehow, the conversation would end with talking about him. His views, his clothes, something would always end with him. Him, which is totally fine because conversations mm-hmm. change direction. But not when, you literally, I'm sitting here and I'm, like, crying at 2 a.m. And I'm asking a friend to talk to. If I had called Ayan, Ricky, or Hannah, they would all have been able to just sit there and listen. Mm-hmm. If I called Michael, the conversation always redirected itself. It was about him. Like, it was always about him. But also, here's the thing about me. I could, I feel like I can call Ricky and, or call Hannah or call Ayan, but mostly because I was closest with Ricky. I feel like I could call her and I could expect a friend on the other side of the phone and I could, you know, mm-hmm. I, could, I could expect help. Like with Michael, it was the smallest things that I would pick up with him. Like, mm-hmm. for example... I would be like sitting in my house. Mind you, I'm a first generation immigrant. I came from like 
dirt for like ice. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't even have a mattress till I was 13 years old when I came to America. Like right. I put my my clothes in a box. Like I'm like I'm not sitting here complaining about it. I'm thankful for what my parents gave me. I would be on the call with Michael and I would be sitting in my kitchen or something and he'd be like, Oh my God, Mo, your house is so big. You're so rich. You're filthy rich. Like your parents have so much money. Like you're literally filthy rich. And I mean, can attest to the fact she's my cousin's right here. She's my co-host. I mean, can attest to the fact that we did not come from money. We came from Yeah, rats. we did not work your ass off and you deserve it like in right life. and and that's something that like ricky hannah and ayan may joke about like very mm-hmm. jokingly like and i would say that to uh, to ayan because ayan used to live in like a council flat in the uk and we'd always be like come on uh, master apartment like See, joking right at the end of the day friends are there when you succeed and they're also there when you're not so right. they're, they're helping you through those moments right yeah let's wrap this up okay i'm tired of talking about michael i'm sick of it okay so tired currently right now in your life mm-hmm. what are your current opinions on toxic friends do you have toxic friends right now you don't have to say your names or anything mm-hmm. you have toxic friends right now how are you dealing with them how are you dealing with toxicity in your life right now Spill okay tea, girl so for me i definitely don't I don't tolerate toxic relationships in my life. Mm-hmm. I might, I'm sorry, I might have it where I feel as though this person is like using me. I've Mo knows exactly what I'm talking about and who I'm talking about, but I feel like these people might be using yeah. me or like, you know, like I explained it before, like a pet peeve I have about them. But if it ever got to the point where I felt like it was so bad to the point where I could barely deal with it, I promise you, I would, they wouldn't be in my life. I have two well now three thankfully like you know one of them is my guy friend i actually have a guy friend (laughs) but um like i had my fair share of toxic relationships toxic friendships and i don't think it has anything to do with gender i i hate that stereotype Mm -hmm. that uh girls have to say like i hang out with boys because girls are more messy like no they're not like boys are just as messy i have no toxic people in my life that i let be toxic in my life you can keep that toxic energy if you do hold it or do have it to yourself don't bring it up to me if they try to do that shit i usually correct them um i have two friends shout out to shade and page if you are listening hey, to me, Shade. But, I, love shade. Um, I have two best friends that i've known for 10 years i've never worried about it yes we all have our problems like yes we all have like our issues where we like we don't argue arguing it should not be quote as like seen as something that makes a friendship more real is if you can argue with each other i don't right. know why people made that a thing you can disagree I've never you can disagree yeah and you can you should talk it out like automatically yeah. to solve the problem is talking it out that's the only way it's, it's not normal work. to argue with your friends never like that. it's mm-hmm. not normal to argue with your friends it's not normal to argue with your boyfriend it's not normal to fight your friends it's not normal to mm-hmm. fight your boyfriends none of that thing if you feel like this person is talking about you it should never be to the point where you address them in a way like they're these random bitches who are talking about you if you have a suspicion now bitch if you confirmed it come to them how you want to but right. if I, on a suspicion i could never like press my friend I'd be like hey bitch you talking shit fuck you like you know what I mean just curse them out right. and yeah. stuff it's just like that's never how you do it yeah. like, just like, hey. yeah. like even like when the whole situation happened with Michael and Mo had told me like I even talked to Michael about I mean I even talked to Mo about how I felt like was it a situation I didn't want to have to question my relationship with um Mo so I definitely texted Mo on the side I was just like hey I just want to make sure I just want to confirm like you know Mo and me had a conversation I didn't come at him crazy every like oh. we've never I don't think we've ever gotten in a fight right we've never gotten in a fight like I never said like you know Mo are you fucking talking about me because if you are like fuck yeah. you I never did that I literally just was like hey Mo like honestly I just want to clear the air I just want to make sure I'm not questioning I want to make sure like you weren't in yes. the- talking with Michael either about me because it It'll just be very uncomfortable if I feel like I have to handle it maturely. Right. Yeah. And Mo responded back very mature, and we were just like, 
That's how you do it. You talk. To yeah, them. that's how you here's fix a, a here's problem. About me. If one thing about me is I can I I cannot tolerate a friendship where there's no respect. I always mm-hmm. always give my mm-hmm. friends respect. Always. Yeah. And I always give my friends respect in the sense that if they come to me and they're genuinely concerned about a situation, I mm-hmm. always answer them straight up. There's no bullshit because the second right. you add bullshit, the friendship's over. Good night. Bye. Friendship you don't care about right. it. It's, it's over. It's over. It's, it's going to mm-hmm. end. So I always give my friends respect. Respect, respect, right. respect. If they mm-hmm. call me, I'm sitting here and I'm listening to your problem and I, I give you respect back. I'm not interrupting you. I'm not going to sit here and make it about me. I'm not going to sit here and brag about my views. Sure, I complain every now and then, but I'm sitting there and I'm giving you respect and I never got respect with Michael. Right. ever there was never. no respect in that situation never. and there there was boundaries like with jokes that we weren't comfortable with him making that he would make mm-hmm. about us and things that we just weren't comfortable with him saying and he would say and he would do it multiple multiple times but the thing i've noticed about ricky and i'm gonna i'm gonna spin this back and you can respond however you want and then about me again yes it is um again? Yes, ricky, princess ricky um i feel like you're a fixer like every friendship that you've been in or every relationship that you've described to me you try to fix the person and, and i say it in the night like best way not like it's mm-hmm. like a toxic trait. and that's one of my toxic traits too not toxic but one of my bad traits that make myself i think it's the i think what it's not a toxic trait i don't or a bad trait i think it's an unsustainable trait that's mm-hmm. what it is because it's mm-hmm. it comes at the expense of you you know what i mean like I with the toxic can. friend or whatever that mm-hmm. i don't want to say that currently because i don't want to call them toxic but right. it was it was like you always try to fix somebody and build them up. You always try to Definitely. build the people around you up. And it comes at the expense of you. Like, literally, mm-hmm. like, it comes Because it's like you try to build someone, you try to fix them, you try to fix them. Eventually, you're broken the fuck down while they're just glowing, looking shiny, fixed up, and you're just broken because they gave you no support to build yourself back up after you helped them. Because helping right. someone so much literally kind of breaks you down a little bit. Like, especially where draining. it's just, like, always yeah. it's draining. Like, to the point it where is. There, it's just, like... Woof, like right i'm kind of glad that they're finally out of my life so yeah yeah but that that's definitely an unsustainable trait that you have i don't want to say it's called toxic or bad because it just shows mm-hmm. who you are as a person you're always wanting to help the people around you but i've noticed that about you like every friendship ricky will be like yeah so like i did this for them or like yeah i, t- I talked to them i'm like oh girl like no yeah. like i just want to like, like yank her like this don't do that no more literally but it's okay it's it's fine because um i feel like also i'm i'm proud of you too because you really work on yourself and you encourage me to work on myself too like especially these last two months i've worked on myself because i've seen you like work on yourself and it's encouraged me to like get up every day and be like okay you know what i mean so See, this yeah. is a this is a representation of a healthy relationship mo and yes. ricky's friendship this is yes. a healthy relationship no, I, I, I literally love ricky to death because i think in the last two years our whole friendship we've always gained something from each other like mm-hmm. at all points it's always been a mutual benefit like i've never sat down and looked at our friendship and been like i lost by being friends with her right. like i lost something by being friends with her never right. have i ever felt like that and more than that i felt like i've gained something mutually like mm-hmm. whether you sat there and like you like helped me emotionally physically whatever it may be it's it's always a gain and it's always like being friends with you has always helped and that's why i always feel the need to like help you out because i'm like right. i owe you so, and I call Mo. Don't just think that he just I I only fucking he only calls me for help, bitch. I call Mo every five seconds, literally, be like, Mo, please help me with this. Like I'm literally just like help me, like Logan, like. And I'll me. be more than happy to help and her. He we'll helps be... every single time. Like I I never felt I like try. he just like 
girl, I'm tired of helping you. Like, stop calling my phone. Like, you know what I mean? Never, never. I get that vibe again. Like, if that's the type of vibe you're getting from your friends, these people are not genuine. Like, it's it's to the point where they're like, why are you calling me? Like, they'll help you half-ass. Like, Mo's like that we met in person where, like, he'll get on the floor to take my picture. Like, (laughs) Yeah, right, right. right. The whole angle. Like, low-key, he'll get on the floor and take a picture. Like, you know, there's things like that where it's just like, okay, I love that. Mo is that kind of person. Exactly. He goes above and beyond (laughs) for his friends. gonna cry. Like, Young I and could, crying. Like, when he wrote my whole essay for me. Right. Bye. No, but seriously, like, I, I, I appreciate you guys are so sweet. But, yes, Ricky and I, I, I hope we become friends for many, many years to come. But, Daneem, um, please take it away. Tell us quickly, how do you feel about the whole Michael situation? Just being, like, an outsider looking into, like, the story. Time, how do you feel about it? I'm shocked. I'm disgusted. I'm just, like disgusted <laughs> i'm disgusted like that's the word that's the word of the freaking podcast like i'm disgusted like what kind of person young and to... disgusted that's the <laughs> title that's the title young and disgusted like what kind of friend does that to their friends like right i'm sorry like you are draining your friends you are making them not trust you where do you think like at the end of the day where do you think this is gonna go right like, you're gonna keep lying and lying and lying you think they're just gonna keep trusting you yeah that's a good point like what the what was his end goal is what i always ask myself like was his end goal to like just continue lying to us and i i um have peeped him oh excuse me i have peeped him like stalking my instas because like i literally saw his spam i think or like his fake finsta and he had like what's it called liked a picture from my my insta my finsta from yeah. long time ago he liked it yeah so obviously probably an accident he didn't realize it and i was like you thought you were slick like i saw your finsta like i'm not stupid but anyways um let's wrap this up um, ricky i know you're tired thank you so much for joining I'm us the best. I go to thank you so film. much film thank you for it's having a film me. she's a youtuber yeah yeah guys don't I forget will um be back. yeah she will definitely 100 we will definitely be inviting you back um don't forget to follow ricky on all social medias um first of all congrats on a million on tiktok and a hundred thousand congratulations yeah all of that will be linked in the description below if you guys want to follow, follow her, her. You guys no. definitely know who she is. Um, she's definitely popped up on your pages before. Um, Ricky, thank you so much for joining us, giving it two cents, and talking about the toxicity. Um, if you have any final words for everyone listening, please let us know. What are your thoughts? I just want to say thank you for having me on this podcast. I've been I don't know if this episode ever released of me on it previously, but mm. I'm glad if I didn't, then I'm here today to yes. do another one and another one and another one. Um, yes, if yes, you're yes. in a toxic relationship, mm-hmm. a toxic friendship, a toxic anything, just understand that it's hurting you more than it's hurting them if you cut them the yeah if you don't cut them the fuck off sorry right 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 um, I just want to say, Winnie, you're so pretty. Like, honestly. Oh I'm my so God. Pretty. I love you. And I will be back in the next one. I got to go film now. So I love okay. you guys. We so love you. Said, Everyone love say you. bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. Okay. First of all, I love her. Isn't she like not the sweetest her. person she in the is. whole wide world? Like, I literally love her. Oh, um, um, yeah, she is. She's so sweet. Um, But, Winnie, mm-hmm. let's talk, me and you. Let's wrap up this podcast. Let's just discuss how we feel. That was a lot. I mean, about what? Michael. There's a lot to unpack. Yeah. I feel the, like. Um, I mean, there's a lot of lies that shock people. Like when we tell them that he lied yeah. about, you know, his dad having a heart attack or like meeting the dragon. Like, <laughs> I feel like if, if he does have any friends that he's still doing that to now, I feel so bad. The thing is, I haven't like been up to date with him or whatever, but that time that I saw that he had liked one of my pictures from like a long time ago and yeah. I clicked on it, it brought me to his socials and I just noticed that he's like has not been posting as much. So I think he's like, you know, just kind of like a break taking a break or something i don't know i feel like i'm thankful for like all the friends I, I, i'm thankful for that happening 
let me say that i'm thankful for the experience i had with michael even if it was negative because i learned so much about friendship i did mm-hmm. like i i was able to sit down and i think like as cousins me and you are always forced to be friends like even yeah. if we don't want to talk to each other but we've never gotten in fights or anything but like we've always had like a very like friendly like relationship like friendship mm-hmm. but it taught me a lot about like friends being friends with people who are outside of your family you know what i mean like yeah there's a difference between me and Nadeem being friends because at the end of the day, if me and Nadeem get in the biggest fight ever, we're still going to see each other at every family gathering in ABC and G. <laughs> I'm still going to be there every single <laughs> right, day. Right, every time. Like, she's going to be there at Thanksgiving. She's going to be, th- be there in Eid. She's going to be there every day of the year. But, like, when it comes to somebody outside, if you want to be friends with someone, you have to you have to try in that friendship. Yeah, you have to and, put like, effort. You have to put effort in there. And I, you know, like, with Ricky, it, it was always easy to be friends with her. Like, she's easy, mm-hmm. someone easy to talk to and, like, someone you can rely on. Like, that might not sound like a big deal, but when you come to an age, I'm almost 18 years old, when you come to a certain point in your life, it's just so nice to have friends you can rely on. If yeah. I say, hey, I need to call you in a little bit, is that okay? And I call her and she listens and I can actually talk to her. Or, hey, like, obviously, I've never, like, asked Ricky for anything emotionally, physically, or even financially, but, like, if I have asked her, Ricky, I need 10 bucks. I know that Ricky would be able to send me $10. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's that, yeah. like, being able to have a friend that you can rely on and a friend that you can trust. A friend that you mm-hmm. can trust. That's the base of all friendships. I feel like the in, the world that you're in, like, this, this influencer world, you need those kind of friends and you, yeah. need, that, you need that trust and that you need to have someone there that you can trust and rely on when you need it the most. Don't you Ricky. think it's a red flag? Like, I understand, like, I talk to my, like, other TikToker friends about, like, views and followers and stuff because it is a yeah. numbers industry, right? Like, we always talk about yeah. it. But it's always, like, we talk about it in a way where we're like, oh, here's my goal. Like, I want to hit, like, 5 million subscribers. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's always goals and stuff. When it came to him, it was literally, like, only 100,000 people liked my video. Like, and we were like, first of all, those 100,000 people are people who support you. Those 100,000 people are people who look up to you. Those 100,000 people are who well, built you up to make you who you are today. Yeah, that is, they, at them 100,000 at is a lot. That is right. a lot. It is. It is. And like, imagine $100,000. Like, right. <laughs> but th- the problem is he looked at his followers and looked at his views as numbers. And that's a problem. Like, those are human beings who support you. Every yeah. single one of my followers, obviously, like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, I, I know all of them by name. But, like, I obviously, like, and not sitting here and acting like that 1.4. You don't have to know followers. all of them by name. All that matters course, is that you not weaponizing them or you know yeah. like looking at them as numbers. When I met um a lot of my supporters in Chicago because I was at an event um not that long ago, I met a lot of my supporters there, and I stopped at every single person and I sat down and I was trying to actually have a conversation with them, not because I was sitting there trying to act like I'm the celebrity, I'm Kim Kardashian, but because I literally just could not fathom the fact that somebody had stopped me to want to take a picture with me. Somebody had stopped me to want to, because I started my social media when I was in COVID. Like we used I to talk just, about that. Yeah. We used to talk like, about how like people like stopping you and, and like, like talking and to your me. Eyes. Yeah. It's weird. And like people literally want to take a picture with me. I'm like, you want to take a picture with me? Like, are you sure? Like, you want to take a picture with me? right. And so like when I went to this event, obviously my supporters were there. They knew I was going to be there. So that's why I was getting stopped yeah. frequently because like they were like had go there specifically mm-hmm. to see me. So like I was getting stopped a lot. And it came to this one point where I had just finished doing an event and I left and there was literally a line. I wanted to take oh pictures with me. And, I, and, and this is how I this is how I'll tell you that it didn't set in or I didn't realize that they wanted to like talk mm-hmm. to me. I was like I was and I just saw a line and I thought it was a line for the bathroom. And so I saw the line. I swear, and I saw the line. I was like, "Dang, all of you guys have these the bathroom?" And they all started laughing, looking at me. And like, can I get a picture? I was like, "Oh, that's crazy." Alhamdulillah, like. Alhamdulillah, of course. But I, I sat there and I, I, to be honest, I felt very undeserving. 
I'm gonna be honest with you. It was a very humbling yeah. experience. I felt I felt very undeserving. I'm not sitting here trying to get like sympathy, sy- no, yeah. sympathy. You know what I mean? And I talk to my cousins all the like all the time because it, it's a very humbling experience. My cousins do a very good job of humbling me. So Danim brings us to the last segment of the day. Please, let's talk about recent things that we've been watching, recent shows, recent books, recent songs. What have you been listening, reading, watching? Let us know what is your current obsession. Okay, so I have recently been watching. Okay, I watched this new movie. Um, it it's called? called Sightless. And it's oh, about- I watched it. Is it the horror movie? Yeah. Or not horror, thriller. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. Have you- it is so, so good. good. Oh, uh, my God. When I tell you, I was shocked. You have to watch till the end. The yeah, you do. end. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Love that movie. I could watch it. it twice. You did? I watched it twice, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Netflix, I right? only watched Netflix. Yeah, I only watched once. I watched a movie today, actually, when I was um, listening to our podcast, like, looking things over. I It was called Don't Look Up. And my friend was actually in it. My friend was an extra, extra in it. He was, oh, like, an extra in the movie. I know, right? So cool. Um, The movie's called Don't Look Up. It's by Leonardo DiCaprio, starring Jennifer Lawrence and Timothy Chalamet. It's a two-hour-long movie. But basically, it's about these scientists who are trying to warn the world about an astronaut or a comet that's going to, like, hit Earth. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to warn everyone about it. And no one is listening. Like, no one is listening. So it came to the point where, like, you could literally see the comet in the sky. And they were like, look up. Like, literally look up. And you can literally see the comet. Like, you're telling us, like, you don't yeah. believe us. Look up. And then all the greed in the world, all the politicians didn't want to like blow up this comment for whatever reason. You could watch the movie to figure out why. So they started a campaign called Don't Look Up. And they were like, Don't look up. They want you to like, you know, they want to brainwash you. Don't look up. Don't look up. So it was like this like whole thing that it started mm-hmm. like, Don't look up. Look up. Don't look up. Whatever. And it was a really, really good movie. Personally, I, I really enjoyed it. And I watched I'm gonna it. I'm going to watch that. Sounds interesting. Yeah. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Yes, you guys. Thank you so much for joining us today. I know that you know we really need to incorporate more guests because this was just so much fun um also i want to thank ricky for joining us and you know talking about the whole michael situation because i know it's it's not fresh but it's still really annoying for us to talk about it but i just wanted to like Mm -hmm. give you guys pointers for future you know friendships and like you guys always ask us when we post about our instagram like what do you guys want to talk about and you guys are like how do i see if my friend is being toxic how do i get out of a toxic friendship so i hope that this helps thank you guys so much for tuning in to our episode of young and curious i'm your host mo mustafa and i'm your co-host renee Our podcast comes out every other Monday. Be sure to hit that follow or subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Thanks for tuning in to Young and Curious. Bye!